Right, we're live. Okay, welcome to the live stream of Body Mind Empowerment. My name is Seem, and uh, I just I just wanted to do this short little live stream to talk about intermittent fasting and working out. You know, is it possible? How can you do it? And what's the most optimal way of you know achieving your specific goals would be. There are many reasons why people do intermittent fasting. The biggest benefit has to do with autophagy, in my opinion, the life extension benefits of intermittent fasting. But you know, the most common and the most convenient reason why why people do it is that it it allows the it allows them to maintain a negative energy balance so easily. You know, because if you restrict, if you only have a certain time frame where you can consume your foods, then it's that much easier to not not eat too many calories and to you know stay in a deficit the most popular time window for intermittent fasting is usually the 16 16 and 8 time frame where you fast for 16 hours and you have 8 hour time frame for food people always think that that uh, even though they haven't eaten anything then it's it might be it might be too difficult for them to work out but in my experience and that what a lot of other people have also said is that you actually feel more energized and more vigorated while you're in a fasted state and the reason is that you your body your body is going to actually you know pump out a lot more adrenaline and uh, cortisol which will make you more alert and fully sharper mentally as well as physically it makes sense evolutionarily as well because think about it you know and a hunter gatherer if if they would go hungry, then they're in a situation where, where their next hunt is literally a matter of life and death. If they're gonna miss an opportunity of catching their prey animal, then they would starve to death. Or at least they would have to spend more time in famine. You blow it! And of course, you will also shift into ketosis, which covers the physiological energy aspect of it. To be honest, when you're working out or exercising in a fasted state, then you will actually burn a whole lot of fat if you do it in in ketosis then then it's actually you're burning f your own body fat exclusively like when you're on a unrestricted carbohydrate diet that that doesn't put you into ketosis then then you will always be in this state where you're still burning glucose for fuel when you're in a negative energy balance or when you where you're in need of getting more fuel when you're in need of getting more energy then your glucose metabolism will make you convert your own lean tissue into into glucose so it's a, like a addictive cycle or, or a vicious cycle where you're in a, in a negative energy balance or in a caloric deficit i.e. you're fasting and then you start working out you deplete your glycogen stores quite fast and to get more energy then you're gonna start burning off your protein that's the biggest you know myths about intermittent fasting as well that you're gonna lose muscle you're gonna lose it you, of course you're gonna lose muscle but only if your body feels the need to burn its uh, muscle stores you son of a there are two options when you're doing intermittent fasting you can either work out in a fasted state or you can work out after you've consumed some calories and within your time frame if you want to burn exclusively your bone body fat then doing some fasted training is the probably the best option for it because you, yeah and if you exercise on an empty stomach then you then you will allow your body to enter ketosis faster as well so for instance 
Today I did some fasted cardio. I had been fasting for about, let's say, 14 hours before the training. Then I drank some uh, black coffee to, to have some caffeine in my system because caffeine itself is also going to promote ketone production and it's also going to boost your fat burning. So it's a great combo to, to do fasted cardio with caffeine. What I did, I did some steady state cardio for about 40 minutes at, at a quite moderate pace, not too intense and not too slow either, just just as regular jogging because the problem with cardio is that if you do it if you do it too intensely or do it too long, then that will also lead to some muscle loss. And the reason itself is again because of glycogen depletion. If you empty your glycogen very fast and if your body still feels the need that you need some glucose to maintain the intensity of your current exercise, then your body will still convert your protein to sugar through gluconeogenesis. And yeah, to prevent that, you would want to you would want to maintain your cardio intensity at about 50 to 70 percent of your maximum heart rate. And uh, a great way to know this is to notice or to pay attention to your breathing. If you're doing nasal breathing, then if you can maintain breathing through your nose in and out easily without getting out of breath, then you're staying in this aerobic zone, which is like the great steady state fat burning zone. There's a lot of misconceptions about cardio that it's, it's useless or that it's going to kill your muscle gains, then those are quite, they're misleading. Your, most of your exercise should be actually done on this, in this aerobic zone where you promote your cardiovascular health and uh, mitochondrial genesis as well, because your mitochondria, they're constantly generating energy. And if you're just only lifting weights and doing like power lifting, you will lack some facets of a well-functioning mitochondria. So you want to do both steady state and high intensity cardio for overall health and performance. The first ones to go were the fatties. So I did some fasted cardio for 40 minutes in this aerobic zone and I haven't eaten anything else since that as well because I'm in ketosis. I'm doing the ketogenic diet consistently and I'm quite well keto adapted. I've been doing it for, you know, several years. I haven't eaten anything after the workout for an additional three hours and I don't feel this hypoglycemia. I don't have any muscle catabolism feelings. I'm in this fat burning state because I'm quite deep in ketosis. I actually took my keto measurements as well and I was above 1.2 millimoles, which is, you know, like a quite good, quite good zone to be in. And it comes to show that when you are in ketosis, when you have shifted your metabolism into this fat burning state, then you don't have to fear losing muscle mass because your body has... And uh, to be honest, I can even go on even for an additional three hours or so without fearing that I'm going to lose muscle or that I'm going to pass out because yeah, that's the power of ketosis. That's a very logical aspect to it as well, because imagine if you did go into the wild, if you haven't eaten anything for several days, you would still have to perform, you would still have to have the ability to run for you know, several miles, to throw some spears, to lift some rocks, and uh, of course you can get tired due to the physical exhaustion, but not tired in a sense that you're gonna 
you know, die, as, as a lot of people might feel when they're, when they're following the standard American diet or the standard Western diet where they're just eating several times throughout the day. And if they skip a meal, then they're gonna freak out like, oh, I haven't eaten lunch today or I skipped breakfast, I'm going to pass out. That, that doesn't physiologically, it, it shouldn't make any sense. You know, and and that's why I think like the ketogenic diet is actually one of the staples everyone should you know implement into their diet or nutrition regimen every once in a while, just as to simply build up their own fat burning engine. But uh, let's move on with the resistance training. How can you work out while doing intermittent fasting, and uh, how can you lift weights while doing it? I myself do this this kind of a targeted ketogenic diet approach where where I actually eat the most of my calories in my post-workout setting this semi one meal a day and let me explain you how I do it when I'm trying to have a resistance training workout the majority of the day I will fast I will have some black coffee before my workout I will also actually drink some apple cider vinegar it promotes one of the ketone bodies that like acetoacetate and uh, that gets converted further into the other other ketone bodies like beta-hydroxybutyrate so it's like almost like a uh, very natural exogenous ketone form pre-workout shake or let's say uh, intra-workout shake consists of some some either some whey protein or some collagen protein this is going to promote my protein synthesis during my workout it, it depends on like what type of training i'm doing if i'm trying to put myself into this quite anabolic state where where i'm where i'm building a new muscle and building new tissue then i might add some extra carbohydrates a small dose of carbohydrates like uh, some dextrose powder some maybe some bananas or some something other very high glycemic that will be used quite easily and quite quick, quickly during my workout but if i'm not trying to build muscle at that particular day if i'm just doing like high intensity training or some just pure strength training with with uh, longer rest periods then i'm not going to add the extra carbs then i might have just like the collagen protein powder i use that protein shake to to promote protein synthesis post-workout and uh, as i'm drinking it during my workout then it's also going to allow me to you know get a few extra sets or get a few extra reps during the during the workout and ultimately what dictates muscle growth or what dictates fat loss is your performance the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump i want to talk about bcas as well can you take some bcas before your workout when you're in a fasted state well it would depend because bcas they will definitely kick you out of a fasted state because the amino acids in particular they're going to in they're going to inhibit autophagy and they're going to put you into a semi-fed state. At the same time, you have to think about what your goals are in that particular moment. If you're exercising to get into deeper ketosis, if you're exercising to induce more autophagy into your cells, then I would, I would definitely skip everything. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't add anything. I would skip the BCAs because... Yeah, the BCAs, they're going to stop autophagy and they're going to potentially kick you out of ketosis as well. If you're exercising and you're still trying to get stronger, you're wanting to build muscle, then then adding those BCAs might be a good, good op option because 
it can actually help you to reduce the catabolic effect of exercise because you're tearing down your muscle tissues basically what's happening and in order to grow grow more muscle and get stronger then you need some amino acids to repair them so if you consume those BCAs then it's it's going to alleviate the negative consequences of doing it in a fasted state because while you're fasting then you're still more catabolic than if you were to train in a fit state. And to be honest, you don't want to be actually consuming anything immediately after your workout either. You know, like you you finish your last set of bench press, you drop the weights, you run to the locker room, you grab out uh, another protein shake or, you know, you start eating some chicken breast or something like that. If you're exercising, then you're actually increasing cortisol to a certain extent as well. Cortisol is the stress hormone. You know, the problem is that with cortisol, you're going to also raise your blood sugar levels. You're going to release some insulin. And if you're, if you're eating food with elevated levels of cortisol or elevated levels of blood sugar, then you're actually more prone to storing that food as, as either fat or it may even cause some, some future insulin resistance problems. So it's a very good idea to actually allow that elevated cortisol to settle down before you eat anything. And the post-workout time frame after you exercise, it should, it should last for, I would say, maybe an hour or an hour and a half or even two hours. Then you can have like the first real post-workout meal. And when you're actually doing the ketogenic diet, then it's, it's, it's again, it's very easy and you're not going to lose any muscle because of that. You're, you're staying in this fat burning state and you're allowing, you can actually allow cortisol to put you into deeper ketosis afterwards if you fast post-workout. In my experience, if I'm doing cardio, then I can fast for about, let's say, six to eight hours even after doing the cardio and I'm not feeling any difference. But if I'm doing resistance training, then I notice that I should be eating at least, you know, maximum three hours post-workout. I, I won't feel any different in terms of my energy levels or blood sugar levels, but I will definitely notice like a slightly decreased strength and muscle mass in the next day. Just, just like the natural side effect of things, if you don't allow your body to compensate for this training stimulus, then you will definitely under-adapt. The key is to, you know, hit your body hard with a sledgehammer to cause an adaptation and then afterwards to recover and rest. Please be my guest. Yeah, click the like, subscribe, click the notification bell as well for future live stream notifications. I want to thank you for watching and stay ketotic, stay empowered.